Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is a Daily Download. Today, you'll be listening to exclusive interviews that feature Housing Wire's assignment reporter Tim Glaze and magazine editor Kelsey Ramirez. In this episode, the reporters discuss the impact that President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden will have on the U.S. housing ecosystem. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor before we dive in. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Hello, HousingWire listeners. Today, I'm joined with HousingWire's new assignment reporter, Tim Glaze. Thanks for joining us on the Daily Download. No problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Listeners, today, Tim will be speaking to us about his recent article, which he co-wrote with HousingWire's James Kleiman. In this article, the pair discussed the impact that former Vice President Joe Biden could have on the U.S. housing ecosystem if it's announced he's been elected president. Tim, as you and I both know, now probably the entire world, this presidential race has been tight. This morning, it was reported that Biden was gaining an edge in Georgia and Pennsylvania, giving many a sign that he may win the presidency after all. That being said, no one has yet to be named our new president, so we'll proceed with today's conversation under that notion. Tim, I want to ask first and foremost, as a housing reporter, how has it been covering this historical election? (laughs) You know, there's so many different ways that you could cover such a historical election, and just the housing angle alone is huge. As a reporter, as a journalist, anyone that, you know, calls themselves a journalist or a reporter, I think that this is probably what you signed up for and what you look forward to the most at the end of the day is covering a meaningful exciting presidential election with so much ramifications. So it's been crazy, but it's also been really enjoyable. Of course. I can second everything you're saying. Um, Working this election cycle has been truly interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's been uh, indescribable almost. There's just so much that is going on that has to be reported. So uh, it's been crazy, but it's also been great. That's so true. All right, let's dive into why we're here today. Earlier this week, you co-wrote an article with HousingWire's James Kleinman that touched on a few things that are likely to happen if Biden does become president. I'm going to start by discussing your first point. In the article, you both say that a Biden presidency could spell more affordable housing for the nation. Why is that? So it's really interesting. He wants to establish a $100 billion affordable housing fund, uh, which would help construct and upgrade affordable housing. Um, part of that will include $65 billion in new incentives for state housing authorities, $10 billion to make homes more energy efficient, $5 billion to increase the stock of affordable housing. Um, he also wants to put $20 billion of that $640 billion into the housing trust fund. And he also wants $13 billion over five years to enact the Ending Homelessness Act. 
The one thing that I would keep an eye on, he's going to have some red tape that he's going to have to fight through uh, with Congress on anything that he wants to pass. Um, just because right now, you know, of course, the Senate, uh, as of this morning, was in a gridlock. Looks like it might go on to a runoff to see who has the majority. But um, all through this election cycle, it's kind of been determined or uh, expected that Republicans would hold uh, the Senate. So anything that he wants to push through financially, of course, is going to have to go through that. And so we'll, we'll see if 640 billion is the number. Um, he might have to come down on that if Republicans think that it's too high. You know, it depends just on pushing it through Congress right now. Thank you for answering that. And as we discuss his initiatives and the opposition he may face when in office, we have to discuss the tax credit for first-time homebuyers that extends up to $15,000. Can you explain to our listeners what Biden intends to do with this tax credit and why it's being met with so much opposition? Yeah, so kind of along with this $640 billion plan, um, it, it just depends on what Congress says he can do. Um, what number gets voted on if there is uh, a vote for it, of course. Uh, it could pass with flying colors, could be no issue at all. But I, I think it's safe to say that he might have to come down off of 15000 on that as well. Uh, just wanted to get that out there right away. His goal is 15000 for every uh, for many first-time home buyers, uh, which would, you know, just so many people have to go into some sort of debt when they're buying a home. Uh, not many people get um, a gift from, say, their parents or from a backer. Um, I know a lot of people, they can get a, you know, a, they can scrounge up enough for a down payment. Um, but that's just not feasible for a lot of people, uh, especially right now in 2020. And keeping the house market afloat, I think that 15000 could go a long way. Um especially for low wage earners and first time home buyers, um, you know, blacks and Hispanics who are historically suffering the most uh, when it comes to first time home buyers. So uh, that is a very popular um, stance that Biden has come out with this $15,000 tax credit. We've talked to a bunch of sources uh, for that story. Um, a lot of people think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that is definitely possible, but again, it's just going to have to, it's going to have to go through the red tape first. All right. And so I know over the weekend and even for the remainder of today, we're going to be watching those numbers to see if anything does change. If it does change, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show to discuss what's likely to come even more. Um, yeah. The funny, the funny part is everything that we've talked about today uh, could be different within like a week, yes. uh, just depend, <laughs> depending on, depending on what happens uh, in the next few days. So um, this is just kind of, you know, where we expect things to be, uh, you know, highest percentage chance if Biden is elected, we are pretty sure that this is how he would proceed. So. All right. Well, we'll have to bring you back on for sure. Kind of the nature of politics. We'll see as we go. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. And listeners, here is Housing Wire's digital producer, Victoria Wickham, and Housing Wire's magazine editor, Kelsey Ramirez, on what a Trump win can mean for the housing industry. 
Hi everyone, I'm Victoria Wickham and I'm joined by Housing Wire Magazine editor Kelsey Ramirez. Today we'll be discussing the likely impact a Trump presidency could have on the U.S. housing market. As the U.S. presidential election undergoes its third day, a winner is yet to be named. And while former Vice President Joe Biden continues to take the lead in the race, Housing Wire editor Kelsey Ramirez says some experts believe they see President Donald Trump winning re-election. Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I want to get started by discussing your recent article that asked the question, what would a Trump win mean for housing? And we're all watching the results closely, but you mentioned some experts say they're expecting a Trump re-election. What did they have to say? Yeah, so when I wrote the piece, I think we were coming off of election night when um, Trump was very he was down in uh, in the polls before leading up to the election. He was down and no one expected him to, to pull through. Everyone was expecting a blue wave. Um, but then we started to see some shifts on election night itself. We started to see some changes and some experts started saying like, oh, this might actually be possible. Um, Trump might pull through with a win. And uh, Capital Economics put out a report saying that actually betting markets started shifting towards uh more favoring a Trump win. Um, obviously, at this point, um, we've shifted back a little bit and, and they're more looking at Biden. But uh, for a little while, you, you did see the betting markets start le- to lean in Trump's favor. It's interesting. Well, what would a Trump victory mean for the housing industry? I mean, more specifically, what would happen to the GSEs? For the GSEs, I think you would continue to see what we've been seeing um, over the past four years. When Trump first came to office uh, four years ago, He issued a a declaration that he wanted the GSEs out of conservatorship and he wanted it to happen now. And then he appointed uh, FHFA director Mark Calabria, who has worked to make that happen. Uh, He's consistently said that by the time he uh, ends his term, he wants the GSEs either out of conservatorship or well on their way out. Outside of the GSEs, you mentioned other topics like home building and then regulation in the housing industry. Can you talk about what impact those areas would have under a Trump win? For regulation, you would see this continued approach of uh, lower regulations, um, letting uh, states take a larger role in that area, um, probably a more laid back CFPB like we've seen. Uh, Trump issued an executive order, again, near the beginning of his presidency, saying for every one regulation that was added, he wanted two taken away. He's been a very um, deregulating president. He's taken a lot of regulations away. Um, That's opposed to the last presidency we saw where uh, CFPB director Richard Cordray uh, did a very um, hands-on approach. He would uh, regulation by enforcement. So it was a, a much more heavy regulation that we saw under the Obama administration. Um, and then and then Trump has definitely scaled that back. So you would continue to see that uh, that approach to, to regulation there. Um, and then where home buying is concerned, our real estate reporter, Julia Falcon, actually had an interview earlier this week with the National Association of Home Builders, where they said that as far as lumber prices is concerned, they expect it to be a wash no matter who wins the presidency. Uh, they specifically said that under the Trump win, that you may see lumber prices higher because of the tariffs, but um, that's going to be counteracted by what they say is a bigger effort to open up domestic harvest in the national forest. So they think either way, it's going to be a wash um, for lumber prices when where home building is concerned. 
as we get closer to approaching the end of the year, um, the HEROES Act is still on hold. In your work, have you heard anything from experts about additional stimulus packages? And if so, what are they saying about the likely impact on the housing market? So I think stimulus packages, everyone expects there to be another one, no matter who wins this election. Um, I do think that we're looking at a larger package. Uh, if you see the Democrats take over that, that might be more extensive, but that really goes to who ends up winning the Senate. Uh, and right now it's looking like we're going to have a mixed Congress. If that's the case, I do think uh, experts are saying we will see some sort of stimulus package, but it might be very scaled back and uh, not as big as one you might would have seen if, if we had had a blue wave um, takeover. Uh, as far as the housing market is concerned, <clears throat> it's still to be determined what kinds of things we see in the stimulus, because again, I don't think it will be as large under the uh, mixed Congress or under a Trump administration. Um, but we have seen them put in place in the last one different things to help uh, with mortgage payments, with forbearance, with rent payments. And, and you could see some of that uh, continue as they work to try to make sure that we don't see some kind of foreclosure wave or, or uh, homeowners that, that can't afford to keep making their mortgage payments. So we might see more of that. Okay. Well, lastly, is there anything else that you'd like to add or anything else that our listeners should know? Yeah. I mean, this has just been a crazy election cycle. Um, I do think we're seeing right now um, a lot of response to the likelihood of a, a Biden win, but maybe a Republican takeover in the Senate. And there's uh, different scenarios that are all playing out at this point. Anything could happen. Um, but we will be here at Housing Wire covering all of it. So make sure you tune in and we will keep you updated. Well, thank you for joining us today, Kelsey. And that's a wrap on our presidential coverage for the week. The digital team will be back on Monday to discuss any new changes that occur over the weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the daily download today. And I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the podcast so you don't miss out on the news of the day as we continue to share the hottest topics in the industry every weekday. And with that, that's a wrap on today's podcast episode. Catch everyone here again on Monday.